Welcome to this Friday edition of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm Dustin Roberts, the Outreach Minister on staff, and for the next 30 minutes, I'll also be your host as Rabbi Schneider dives into the controversial waters of religion and political correctness. Take a look around today and you'll see plenty of political division and religious strife across the country. And that's why Rabbi Schneider wants to talk about why it's important that we stand for truth. This message is part of our continuing series on the mysteries in the Gospel of John. And we're going to be learning how to avoid becoming a casualty of cultural deception that leads us away from God's Word. Let's get started. Here's Rabbi. I'm not sure if it's proper to have a favorite gospel, but my favorite gospel is the Gospel of John. I love the Gospel of John because of the mysteries of the Spirit that John reveals. We're going through each chapter of the Gospel of John, and I'm pulling out and highlighting selected verses that I just want to have a commentary on with you. We're in the Gospel of John chapter 3, and I want to pick up today in verse number 31. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but beloved, God's word abides forever. Hear the word of God. John is speaking of Jesus, and John the Baptist says this about him. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is from the earth and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. What he has seen and heard, of that he testifies, and no one receives his testimony." You know, Jesus himself said something very similar in the Gospel of John as he was ministering. He said, I am from above, you are from below. In other words, Yeshua is from a totally different realm than planet Earth. The realm that he is from is so far above the Earth that the scripture says that his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. In fact, John the Baptist said here, because he was from above and we're from below, we're not receiving his testimony. Jesus said, I come in my father's name and you won't receive me. Somebody else will come in their own name and him you'll receive. Why do people reject the word of Jesus and reject the revelation that comes from him and yet they'll receive somebody else? Because people that do not have spiritual revelation, which is a gift from the Father, cannot hear the words of God because they're supernatural and they're not from this realm. And so John said, he's from above, but no one's receiving his word. You see, today in the Western world, more than ever before, people are rejecting the exclusive claim of Yeshua. Yeshua said, I am the way, the truth, and the life and no man cometh to the Father but through me. Unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. But in the world today, especially in the Western world, that doesn't make sense. That God would keep what we consider to be good people out of heaven. We see people, they've treated us well. Maybe they give to charity. Maybe they're sensitive to their friends, but they reject Jesus as the Messiah. And we say, well, God wouldn't send them to hell, would he? But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh to the Father 
but through me. You see, Jesus was speaking from above, but we on planet Earth evaluate from below. Think of the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah, you would think, was one of the most righteous people on the earth that ever lived. I'm sure that when he compared himself to other people, he was. But what happened when Isaiah saw the Lord in Isaiah chapter 6? When Isaiah encountered the Lord, he fell on his face, a broken man, and he cried out, I am unholy, I am defiled, I am unclean, and I live amongst an unclean people because he received the revelation from above rather than by comparing himself and taking his cues about who he was from planet Earth. The question I have for you, beloved one, is this. Will you and I align ourselves with the words of God contained in Scripture and receive the word that's from above? Or will we say, you know what? The word that I'm reading in Scripture it doesn't make sense when I compare it to what's going on in the world today and then reject the word of Scripture because we're relying on earthly knowledge. Now, if we are going to enter in to eternal life, we're going to have to come in to agreement with the word from above even when it doesn't make sense to us and especially when it seems politically incorrect. You see, today... So many, especially from the younger generations, are not aligning themselves with the Word of God because to do so is politically incorrect. Rather than suffer the rejection that comes with aligning ourselves with His Word and wearing a crown of thorns like Yeshua did, what we do instead is we compromise and we refuse to take a stand for Him and for what is right. I want to challenge you today, beloved. Jesus said, will I find faith on earth when I return? You and I are going to have to make a choice. The Bible says that in the end times, many will fall away from the faith. People's hearts will grow cold. People will become conformed to this world rather than being conformed to the word of God. Will you choose to stand with Jesus and to stand with the revelation that's come from above? Or will you be a casualty of deception and align yourself with the culture, becoming politically correct, but finding yourself separated from God for not standing with him and receiving his word? John said this, he who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is from the earth and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. What he has seen and heard of that he testifies and no one receives his testimony. Will you be among the few that will receive his testimony and stand with the word of God? Or will you bow down and end up a casualty washed away in a flood, separated from God? John the gospel writer says this, he who believes in the son has eternal life. But he who does not obey the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. I want to take this apart for a minute with you. Let's read it one more time. He who believes in the Son has eternal life. But he who does not obey the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Again, another very exclusive claim. 
What John is saying here once again is this. If you believe and obey the Son, you'll have eternal life. If you don't, you'll not see life. Now, to take that stand today makes you in a position of walking down a very narrow path because you're making an exclusive claim. What you're saying, the only way to life is to believe in and to obey the Son. He who believes in and obeys the Son has eternal life. He that does not believe and does not obey will not see life. And yet today, to make the exclusive claim that the only way to enter into the life of Hashem, the only way to enter into the mystery of eternal life, the only way to know God in an intimate way is through the Son, to make that claim once again puts you in the camp of being outside the mainstream more and more so because there is such demonic pressure today upon the church to say no, People can go to God any way they choose to. Who are you to say that your way is the only way? And we as a people of God, as the church, are being so minimalized by the culture today and by the power of the enemy that's taken a hold of our culture that God's people are shrinking back in fear and timidity from taking a stand that Jesus said he's the only way. Jesus said, but straight and narrow is the way that leads to life, and few there be that find it. Beloved one, you and I are his witnesses in the earth. What is being a witness for Hashem, for Jesus on the earth? It's not saying to people, well, Jesus might be good for you, but if you choose not to believe in Jesus, that's fine too. That's not being a witness. Being a witness is not simply saying, well, you know, Jesus is right for me, but I understand that, you know, he might not be right for everybody. That's not being a witness. Being a witness is not just being loving to other people, but never challenging your loved ones and your friends and your neighbors and your coworkers with the exclusive claims of Jesus. That's not being a witness. Being a witness is to represent Yeshua in the earth to those God has given you influence with and lifting him up and lifting up his words so that people can have an opportunity to either reject him or accept him. If we just represent Jesus as just being some good guy that, you know, has become the savior of some, but all the other religions of the world have their own way, Baruch Hashem, it's all well. No, Jesus said, unless people believe that I am he, they'll die separated from God. And so we're in this world to declare what Jesus said. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. We want you to know there are so many ways that you can watch and listen to Rabbi's programs. Online, you'll find us at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can find resources like our television broadcast schedule, Rabbi's messages on your podcasting platform, YouTube content, devotionals, and much more. You can even follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Check out all these resources online today. When you give to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, it allows us to spend more time focusing on what really matters. And for us, that means getting God's Word out to as many people as possible. And right now, at this very moment, there is someone who needs to hear Rabbi's practical biblical teaching. And your financial gift is what makes that possible. To donate, 
go online to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Now to conclude today's message, here's Rabbi Schneider. Yeshua, by His own words, said this, I did not come into the world to judge the world. The Son of Man, He said, has come into the world to save the world. You see, the world is already, beloved ones, under the penalty of sin. If God would have not sent Yeshua into the world, every person that has ever lived since Adam and Eve fell would have been separated from God for eternity. Yeshua didn't come into the world to judge the world. Yeshua came into the world to save the world. And so this is why he's saying here, if you believe me and obey me, you're going to enter into eternal life. If you don't, you're going to continue on the trajectory that the world has been on since the fall in Adam and Eve, which is eternal separation from God and an eternal darkness. Jesus didn't come to judge the world, but to save the world. But the fact is that his death, his atonement on the cross alone is the way that sinful humanity's sins can be forgiven. Their sin can be washed away. They become blameless before God because Yeshua took our sin. And as a result of Yeshua taking our sin, we now enter back into a relationship with Hashem, with God. But I feel like the Lord is speaking to me now. I feel in my spirit, I'm hearing his voice and I hear the word pride. And somehow I sense that there are some people that are listening right now and the message that I'm bringing is stirring something up in you. You're feeling an agitation. You're feeling an anger and God is putting his finger on pride in your life. You see, somehow you think that you are above Jesus, that you're above religion, that it's up to you to define what's right and wrong, that it's up to you to define the way that God can accept people into heaven. You're lifting yourself up above God's word. And the fact that I'm making this exclusive claim is bothering you, it's irritating you, but you know what it is? It's pride. Either Yeshua is who the scripture said he is, or he's not. Yeshua claimed to be the only way to God and his death on the cross, his blood shed for humanity, the only door that sinful humanity could pass through to have their sin taken away and to become blameless. And if what I'm saying is true, that Yeshua is the only means to the Father, that he alone is the only method the Father has given to the earth for their sin to be taken away. If what I'm saying is true, then the only possible response, beloved one, is for you and I to humble ourselves, to bow down to the word of God and to say, yes, Lord, I receive your forgiveness. Please forgive me. I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe he is the Messiah. I believe he was lifted up on that cross and died for my sin. Forgive me for my pride, for my rebellion. I recognize it was an antichrist spirit to oppose your revelation, to oppose Jesus. And I humble myself to you now, Father, and I receive your only begotten Son for me. Thank you for forgiveness and for eternal life. I'm going now to the fourth chapter. Speaking of Yeshua now, he's entering a city. So he came to a city of Samaria called Sechar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. And Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, being wearied from his journey, was sitting thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. 
There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Therefore, the Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask me for a drink since I'm a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. She said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get this living water? You're not greater than our father Jacob, are you? Who gave us the well and drank of it himself and his sons and his cattle? Jesus, Yeshua answered and said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst, but the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. Yeshua is making the incredibly terrific claim here that when we become full of his spirit, who is a spirit of eternal life that would come within us, continuously bubbling up newness, everlasting life, it would so satisfy our deepest longings, the deepest yearnings of our soul that we would no longer thirst. He's talking about satisfying human desire, that we would become so fulfilled by being saturated with His Spirit, with the Father's presence, that our deepest longing as human beings would be utterly fulfilled and satisfied, that we wouldn't be running over here thinking if we get a new car or if we get a new house, we'd no longer have a desire for any of those things because our desire will be fulfilled in Hashem. Now, I don't know about you, Papa Lava, this motivates me so terrifically in life. I believe this. I believe there is a supernatural reality that is the answer for my soul as a human being. As I more and more get filled up with God's Spirit, I'm going to become more and more content, more and more at peace, more and more satisfied. I'll move out of the place of constantly trying to fulfill my own needs because it'll already be fulfilled and I'll be able to become like Jesus who was focused on the needs of others as a servant because his own needs were already fulfilled. Before Jesus went to the cross, he washed his disciples' feet. And the scripture says, Jesus, knowing that he had come from God, knowing the Father had given him all things, and knowing he was going back to God, he girded himself with a towel and washed the disciples' feet. What's the point? He was fulfilled. He had everything. The Lord wants to do that for you and me. But we have to thirst after the living water. We have to seek first the kingdom of God. And as we hunger and thirst, beloved, we're gonna be filled and we'll reach the end of our life ripe with satisfaction and a blessing to everybody that knew us. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. Today's message is titled Religion and Political Correctness. And you can learn more about this topic when you visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. 
And while you're there, be sure to learn how you can partner with us prayerfully and financially this year. It's our goal to take this authentic and life-transforming message of hope and truth to everyone all over the world. And we'd love for you to join us. Here's Rabbi to tell us more. Many of us have heard the principle of throwing out the baby with the bathwater. And of course, what that means is we throw out the whole thing rather than keeping what's good. The reason I'm bringing this up is that some of us have forsaken honoring the Lord with our tithes and our offerings because we feel there's been those in the past that have tried to manipulate us for money. I simply wanna say this, beloved, let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater. Honoring the Lord with our tithes and offerings goes all the way back to the book of Genesis. And today the scripture tells us, if there are ministries that are blessing us and feeding us, we ought to support those ministries with our finances. Number one, to show thankfulness. Number two, to honor the Lord. And number three, so they can continue to be a blessing to the world. And those of you that sow your finances into ministries that are blessing the world, you're gonna be rewarded for it. Beloved, I wanna ask you for your help and I wanna thank you in advance for your love and sacrificial support. If God is leading you to support this ministry with a gift of any amount, then call us today. You can reach out by dialing 800-777-7835 or automate your gift each month when you sign up to become a monthly partner. You'll find our sign-up information online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also text your donation to us by simply typing the keyword rabbi to the number 45777. That's the keyword rabbi to the number 45777. Or you can send a one-time donation in the mail when you write to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan 49228. We're so grateful for your support and as our way of saying thank you for your generous donations and obedience to God's calling, we'll send you a select audio CD of Rabbi Schneider's Message of the Month along with our current newsletter. And then finally, don't forget that you can catch these daily programs right from the Rabbi Schneider mobile app. Just download the app from your favorite app store and you're all set to go. You'll find a variety of resources and tools available to you, like our daily devotional, rabbi's articles, and links to all of our social media platforms, such as YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also submit a prayer request or share your story on the app. And if you don't have the app, but you still wanna share your story with us, then connect with us online right now at Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Jesus.com. And now as we head into the weekend, let's turn our attention to Rabbi Schneider once again as he wraps up today's message on religion and political correctness from our series, Mysteries in the Gospel of John, with a special blessing. In the Old Testament book of Numbers, we find a blessing God speaks over his children through Moses and Aaron. It carries the idea of favor and expression. Open your heart to the Spirit and the Word today and receive Father's goodness into your life with confidence. Yahweh, <laughs> 
Yahweh Penavelecha Veasem Lecha Shalom The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm Dustin Roberts and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us next week when Rabbi Schneider continues our study in the mysteries in the Gospel of John. That's coming up Monday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.